Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. You might remember that we shared during the season at Advent, we'll be doing a, a preaching series on the Eucharist as part of the Eucharistic revival that the U.S. bishops have uh, asked us to uh, participate in throughout the United States. Something to be mindful of, though, because uh, a lot of them are going to be teaching possibly about like trying to encourage you to understand that Christ is pre truly present in the Eucharist. But the CARA report, remember just about a couple months ago, came out, and it demonstrated that 95% of those who go to Mass weekly already know that. And 80% know that that go just once a month or more. So I don't need to tell you this. You already know this. What I would like to do, and what we're going to try to do is, in our series, is then try to apply us as Eucharistic people how to go out and share this good news with those who don't believe. And the low-hanging fruit will be our fellow Catholic Christians, the ones that we encounter that are just not coming. I'd like to begin this, though, with a story then. So about two years ago, I got the notification that I would be leaving St. Anne in Grants Pass. At the same time, Father Dave shared with you that he was going to be leaving. Now, there was a difference between Father Dave and I, and you know the difference in just personality, but let's just say Father Dave is a, like a monk. And he would say about himself that he's frugal to a fault. So as he's packing, he has his card, a few things, and that's about it. However, for me, the biggest U-Haul you could rent pulls up in front of the house where I lived. Maybe you've done this. It's very embarrassing. We make vows of, uh, you know, simplicity of life, and there's this big, giant U-Haul. So, what was amazing, though, was the parishioners where I was at in St. Anne came to help me pack. It took weeks to pack. We did it well in advance. And that was amazing. Some I asked, but some just wanted to help. They took their time to help me. What was even more is once things were mostly packed, the last day, then we have to get the, you know, the last part in there. And then many of them drove up here with me to unpack and to help put things in place. And then drive all the way back again. It's four hours one way. So by the way, for us in Portland, it's longer to go south than from south to go north, if you know what I mean. And I start wondering, you know, why did they do that? Could have been there like, see you later. Glad he's out of here. But I don't think so. I think they were giving sacrificially. And they didn't have to say anything. I got it. It was communicated to me that through their sacrifice of time and energy and talent to move someone they loved, they didn't want to leave, nor did I. And Father Dave did not want to leave. He loves it here too. We had to sacrifice, all of us. And it's that sacrifice that spoke the truth of love. In fact, I'd like to propose of all the forms of, of love, sacrifice is the most potent. It is the proof of our love for another. 
Think about this. When was the last time you got a present from somebody and it was so amazing you were kind of, uh, you weren't sure what to say. It was almost too much. There was a sacrifice made on behalf of you. Do you remember that feeling? This is the feeling that we need to communicate to everybody else beyond the walls of our church. Because we want them to know about the Eucharist, but, and while that's center of our faith, I don't think that's likely why they're not here. They may be absent because of an injury or a hurt or a wound that's been caused by us. Whether it be a parishioner or a priest or a minister of the church. We may have been the responsible person that was that last straw, said something unkind or did something unloving, and they're gone. Maybe they've seen the hypocrisy in the church. There's plenty of skeletons in our closet. You know, COVID did its own thing too. People got into a habit of watching online and not coming, and then some people are now in that habit and haven't gotten out of it. You know, the allure of the world is amazing. You know, I'm a geek priest. Uh, there's a lot of technology in my life, and it's amazing, sparkly lights and all. That can be an allure, and it pulls us away. I mean, ask oneself, how much time do I spend on my phone not making a phone call? Right? There's obstacles in people's way. How do we remove those obstacles and make an, an opportunity for them to finally receive the love of God? Because I deeply believe that if they receive, as we, if when we receive the love of God, lots of healing occurs. Well, it needs to be transmitted through us, you and me, through the greatest form of love that there is, which we see in our crucifixes that we wear or put in our sanctuaries. Sacrifice. So this is our homework sacrifice and we're not alone we're doing this together all the way back into 108 one of my favorite saints saint ignatius of antioch maybe you know of him but he was a bishop of antioch he was being sent to rome to be thrown to the lions to be eaten alive because he was a christian a person that deeply believed in the eucharist and he spoke about that which is another homily and they didn't want him to go. By the way, it's interesting. As he travels from Antioch to Rome, he stops in different locations. And the communities there find out about him. And they say, don't go. Please don't do this. Don't be a martyr. We need you. His response was something like this. This is not a direct quote. Please, no. Stop your protest. I desire to be wheat, crushed, to be bread for the world. I desire to be wheat, crushed for the life of the world, to be bread for the world. Do you see the Eucharistic overtones here, right? That's what we're called to be. And I hope you don't have to be a Saint Ignatius of Anak and you're literally going to be dying for the faith. But I'm talking about the smaller things of sacrifice. Like maybe you know somebody who's going to be moving. Have you ever helped somebody moving? I have. I've also been asked to help out and I didn't do it. What does that communicate? So I'm not perfect in this. I, I have my own laziness or my own self-centeredness. It's, it's, it's a bother to help out. And my words, or my actions spoke louder than words in those moments. 
How do we become crushed wheat? How do we become bread? Sacrifice. So think about this week. Someone that's in need. You may not know them yet. You You may come upon them. But watch, as we hear in the scriptures, watch for that person to come upon you. Give yourself away to them. Love till it hurts. Surrender those comfort areas. Because it might be somebody that's one of those undeserving poor that, remember Deacon Brett mentioned last week, they don't deserve this. Give anyway. It's ridiculous. Give anyway. Be watchful, because someone will come upon you if you're looking, if you're watching. And you will then become crushed. You'll be wheat crushed for them. Bread for them. And they will know that you've loved them. And then it might finally be open to the love of God through you. I mean, really, what else would you rather be doing when Jesus comes again? Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.